Nurse.com is proud to be a sponsor of the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. As the premier destination for nursing knowledge and resources, Nurse.com supports your passion for healthcare with an unrivaled collection of tools, articles, and courses tailored for the nursing community. Get your daily dose of things you need to know for your nursing journey. Discover the world of nursing like never before with Nurse.com. Empower your practice, advance your career, and enrich your knowledge. Nurse.com. It's your nurse life all in one place. You're listening to Ask Nurse Alice, presented by Nurse.org, where Alice Benjamin combines no-nonsense advice with thought-provoking interviews. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Ask Nurse Alice podcast, the show where we talk about anything and everything nursing and healthcare related. I'm your host, Alice Benjamin, clinical nurse specialist, family nurse practitioner, and chief nursing officer at Nurse.org. And on today's episode, I want to address a question from a caller. Hello there. I'm an experienced nurse, and I have recently moved to a new city where they experience all four seasons of weather. And I thought it was a good idea because I was going to go be with my boyfriend. Um, But now I have some concerns about the weather. Um, I really don't know because I haven't uh, gotten a new job yet. I was just going to do some registry at first, but... How? What do I do when the weather's bad? I mean, when when is it safe and not safe to go to work? Are they expecting me to go to work? And what does this mean for my paycheck? So, what are some things as a nurse that I should know about bad weather and going to work? I thought this was very interesting and very timely, considering all of the weird weather things that have been happening um, as we closed out twenty twenty two and even early twenty twenty three. So. According to the U.S. National Climate Assessment Report, over the last 50 years, much of the U.S. has seen increases in prolonged periods of excessively extreme temperatures, heavy downpour, and in some regions, severe floods and droughts. And um, let me go ahead and add on to there, you know, because I live in California, fires, earthquakes, anything that is very extreme weather that can temporarily make a um, conditions unsafe is inclement weather. So think of your winter storms like what we saw in New York not too long ago when, I mean, literally people's homes, cars were covered in snow. They couldn't even get out their houses. Um, it was unsafe to drive in some places. Unfortunately, we see, we heard of some people dying in their cars trying to get to stores or get home, places where there have been dangerous wind events um, with tornadoes and hurricanes and things like that and leading into floods that we've seen like in Texas and Louisiana from hurricanes and even tremendous rain downpouring resulting into lethal mudslides, which is what we've been seeing here in Southern California for the past few weeks. So all of these weather conditions can make for some hazardous situations. And these are situations which we would say are inclement weather and are things that we should take very seriously, um, not just when the event happens, but we, you know, um, these are things that we, as we talk about through this podcast, will raise our awareness so that when these things are supposedly on the way or we're suspecting that they're coming, we will be better prepared with how to handle these things. So the interesting thing is 
when natural disasters like this occur, everything shuts down. You know, stay home. Uh, don't leave unless you absolutely have to. But when these natural disasters occur, hospitals and other healthcare facilities are expected to remain open and operating because we provide a vital service. Uh, we provide health care to people when they are sick and injured. So, and we are a safe haven. We People come to our hospitals for safety. So while everything else shuts down, we remain open, which is like, well, what do we do? I mean, the hospital is a building, but the building has to run. You need healthcare providers, nurses, doctors, therapists. You need other folks. You need engineers. You need the folks in the kitchen. Um, you need, you know, people to uh, bioengineering, you know, stuff. You need people to make these facilities operate. So what happens in inclement weather? Well, many of us still have to report to work. But with these extreme weather conditions, I mean, that's a safety issue. So this is something that I hope that everyone takes the opportunity to listen in. Don't wait till after the crisis hits. Um, This is something that we want to know more about. But golly, we are already strained. We already have strained healthcare systems. Couple that with inclement weather on top of Hey, we're just re- we're still recovering from the pandemic with um, high levels of staff burnout, low staffing. You know how are we going to do operate with our operational efficiency? And you know it's just been a financial downturn since the pandemic. Yet we're expected to stay open during inclement weather and provide safe patient quality care. So as the caller wanted to know, you know. When is it safe or not safe to go to work and what they should, what should they do? And what should they know when there's inclement weather? Well, I think one of the things that's most important and I hope that you will get through in this podcast is, you know, when it comes to inclement weather, first off, did you know there's an inclement weather policy? I recently found out and one that we had at the facility that I was at was really, it was thin y'all. It was very thin. I don't think that they were as prepared um, for these type of things. And I don't know, maybe maybe back east where there's extreme weather, these are a lot more beefed up. I'd hope so. We got to look at this a little closer. But what's important to know is what to do before, because we got to be prepared, what to do during, because we need to be decisive, and what to do afterwards so we are informed. Now, getting back to, is it safe to go to work? Well, most nurses are defined as essential employees for the hospital. Because in the healthcare industry, it's critical for us as nurses uh, to be there because we are providing direct patient care 24-7, 365 days out of the year. So while a surgeon can do surgery, uh, a patient can come in with an MI, and um, a doctor can write orders, it's we as nurses who are actually implementing those things and being the eyes and ears of the doctors and giving medications, actually providing direct patient care. And um, so we got to be there. These these patients are not going to turn themselves every Q2 hours, right guys? So it's important to understand who is an essential employee. Now I'm going to go through this. And if I don't call you out and you're not on this list, don't think that you're not essential or important. You're important. But when it comes to inclement weather, because of the safety issues, it's important that only those essential employees who need to be there are there. And anyone else who can possibly work from afar, do that from the safety of your own home. I think that's where 
the word essential comes from, someone who absolutely has to be on deck in place. So when you look at your inclement weather policy, those roles and expectations should be outlined. Um, It should detail if employees are expected to remain at home or report to the workplace, what transportation services are available to them, how their compensation might be affected. And if you're in a larger hospital, it may even be necessary for different departments to have different policies. For example, there might be one for the surgical staff. There might be one for the inpatient areas. There might be one for administrative teams. So be familiar with your area, your specialty, if there is an inclement weather policy and how it impacts you. All employees and even nursing students, if you're, especially if you're doing, although I think during clinicals, you're not doing clinicals during inclement weather, but still good for you to know because you will be joining the workforce soon. Um, or it, the inclement weather just might be teeing up and you don't know yet and you get stuck there. Nursing students, nurses, we should all have a thorough look at this policy um, during your onboarding process, as well as having follow-up training before and after the inclement weather, like if there's a hurricane coming or the winter seasons are coming every year. You know, these are things that we should tee up annually in preparation for this. But be familiar with that these policies exist, for one, where they are, and how it affects you in the area in which you work. In these policies, it should define, again, who is essential staff, when they're expected to report to work. Because I'll say this, there, you know, obviously, we think of nurses, nurses as being essential workers. However, unless you're a nurse who's going to, during this inclement weather, perhaps you're needed, unless you're going to, let's say you're a, a surgical nurse, elective procedures are canceled during this time. Sorry, guys. But unless you're a nurse that's going to work or cross train into another area, you may not be expected to come to work. It's not that you're not important, you are, but for your specialty, for the work that you do, it's not considered essential during inclement weather. So know that. Some other questions you want to know or things that your policy should address is, which staff should attempt to come to work? What arrangements staff should make if expected to work for an extended shift? I've learned that sometimes you can't get off of work when you want to because the incoming staff haven't made it yet because of weather. Um, Maybe they can't because the blizzard got really bad or the rain came down really hard and flooded the incoming streets and they can't get to you. So you're it, you're there. And in fact, you may be stuck at work. So what arrangements should you make if that may happen? How staff should notify their managers if they're unable to report to work? Uh, How your job may be effective? Like I mentioned, maybe all elective procedures are canceled. So what do you as the OR nurse do? Do you report somewhere else? Are you asked to stay home? Are you asked to do something else? Um, Those are the things that you'll want to know. Also, where to go for local weather information for hospital or for hospital updates. I think this is key because you got to be listening and we want everyone listening to the same information. So you're getting the same updates. Some hospitals will have you tune into a particular station. Sometimes they have it on their website. They'll have uh, some type of telecommunications, massive text messaging on your phone, things like that. And then also the policy should also have some general advice to keep staff safe because yes, you need to take care of patients, but your safety is priority. Because if we can't get you there safely, by all means, you're going to be another patient and we ain't got a nurse to take care of you because you're off. So these are all questions that you want to know. I mean, and these are just a few of them. There's a lot more 
that you may want to ask, especially where you live and what the type of inclement weather you might be experiencing. So here in California, we generally don't experience very inclement weather. We might have some heat waves. Okay. Well, we stay indoors, drink a lot of water, AC, those type of things. But as of lately, we've had a lot, a lot of rain. And my recent brush with inclement weather was with all of this rain, I'm doing a short-term assignment at a hospital, maybe a little wise for me, but I wasn't as familiar with the area. Rain came down really hard. I thought I was prepared. I brought an umbrella, had a jacket, left a little early because preparing for traffic and things like that and driving slowly. But the weather, was it was raining so hard. I wasn't near any mudslides. However, streets were getting flooded and there was just no way to travel down them. Um, I had been rerouted. I think I'd gotten maybe less than a mile from the hospital and then spent about an hour driving around, getting rerouted, trying to find the street that could get me to the hospital. And I'll be honest, when I saw these flooded streets and I'm just like, oh my goodness, because you're not supposed to drive through them, right? Because these are cars, not boats. And driving through those, water definitely would have gotten to the car, gotten to the engine. And like, I was not risking that because you've seen situations where people get washed away, cars go under, people drown. And I'm not me. I was not going to do it. Anyway, so I'm rerouting a few times, but I'm looking at this rain like, mm-mm. And I'm asking myself, Alice, do you really want to figure out how to get to this hospital? Because if you get there, you're there. You may not be able to get home because of all this hassle getting to it. What if it rains more and you can't get home? So I was really nervous. And I think about a couple times, I was like, oh, forget this. I don't need this job that bad. That's okay. I don't need this job that bad. I legit was like, oh, I'm not doing this. Every time I was like, then I was like, wait a minute. Well, let me just try. Maybe it's not that bad. But I was getting nervous. And I think it was the last reroute because I thought, and I finally, after, and it was an hour. And I was like, you know what? Bump this. One more reroute. I'm going home. This is a sign. God is talking to me like, Alice, you don't need to work. Not today. And I was just worried. I was so worried. And kudos to all the nurses who live in areas where it snows seasonally, annually. You guys do this. This is what you do every winter, fall with all of this snow. Like I couldn't even imagine how to get to and from work in blizzards, snowstorms and stuff like that. Like that's crazy. So anyways, that was my near brush uh, with uh, inclement weather. But back to the story. Okay. So nurses, we got to know where this inclement weather policy is. And then also this is the time where, and I'll be honest, I've looked at my badge a couple of times and I'm like, External triage. When are, when are we going to get an external triage? Like, okay, maybe a fire or something like that. But external triage is an external disaster. So these are external emergencies impacting the hospitals. I mean, these include things like mass casualties and power outages, nuclear, biological, or chemical incidents, which we're like, okay, haven't really seen those, but severe weather. And I was like, if anything, this this is the time. This is the time I'm going to really experience an external triage and not a drill, okay? Because that is the code that we use in the hospital. Now, in doing my research, I learned that there's such a thing called code brown. Now, nurses, nursing students, we know what code brown is, right? The code brown we're talking about is not, don't got nothing to do with external weather, right? It's all about BMs and number twos. That's the code brown we know. However, 
code brown is actually used to indicate severe weather. So depending on the size and location of your facility, different protocols might exist uh, for how you respond to a code brown. Um, But there are generally three levels or three stages of a code brown, which reflects the storm or inclement weather's perceived level of severity and the protocols that you need to take to prevent injury. So stage one is like the warning, like, okay, there's projection of some severe weather coming, you know, be on the lookout, da, 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 just kind of heads up. Then there's stage two, which is a severe weather warning. If you're in an area where, let's say there's tornadoes, you're going to, you know, close windows, shutters, and shade should be drawn. This helps prevent any glass or flying debris from entering into a window and harming your patients. Um, avoid having uh, patients bathe during this time as situations could grow more dangerously, things like that. Uh, stage three, this is the third stage, and it's the most severe weather code used in healthcare. And it actually uh, denotes imminent threat to the facility from severe weather, like a tornado, hurricane winds. Stop what you're doing and pay attention to details and severe weather announcements. That's a code brown. Hmm. Who would have thought, y'all? Okay. So be familiar with those, right? External triage, code brown, um, knowing where your inclement weather policy is, having read it, you're familiar with it. Okay. So these are the things that you you want to know. Okay. Now, so when it comes to um, being prepared for inclement weather, you know, it's going to be really important that you're familiar with um, the emergency communication plan that happens at your facility. This is going to be critical because you're going to want to know and hear and listen to important updates, get the instructions around any type of evacuation procedures, and be able to know what's next, right? And this and this is also a way for your hospital to check on your, you know, the employee welfare. So there are going to be some key actions to preparing for inclement weather at your facility. So again, knowing the communication plan, paying attention to the messages being sent, guys, okay? This is the time where you need to make sure that your contact information is updated and correct. Now, while most people do have cell phones that can text message, if you're someone who doesn't, find out what is the alternate way for you to get messages in these situations? Because you might get a text message that says evacuate immediately, those type of things. So you want to be able to um, be able to get those messages You'll also, in those communications, you'll learn, and in the policy, what's the communication tree? Like who's responsible for sending out messages? So if you don't get anything, you know where to go to look for the messages, okay? And um, hopefully your facility has rehearsed this or practiced this. So sent out a a practice text message uh, to your phone, some type of alert, some type of email, but you know that it's working and you're able to get the message and you're able to communicate back. So that's something that you'll want to know ahead of time. And then also when there are weather warnings, pay attention to them. Okay. We actually should be looking, unless it's like totally clear summer, sunny day, nothing to worry about. Be familiar with what's going on in your neck of the woods, your region and the weathers. Be aware of traffic in these inclement weathers, because there may be some rerouting, there may be some road closures, um, places where it's dangerous to drive, uh, things you want to avoid. So just be aware of those things. These are things that you want to know in preparation. I didn't know that we had an inclement weather policy. I wasn't used to driving in the rain. So this was all, this is all new to me, which I now know to be more aware of something to look into. 
um, and especially as I travel out of state and do other assignments. Now, during the inclement weather, this is going to be the part that's kind of scary because you're actually on your way to and from work, right? You guys have to be safe. Your safety is a priority. That's why it's really important to know what is the current weather, knowing if there's any traffic issues, any hazards on the roads, what road closures. This is also the time to make sure that you have adequate and safe transportation to and from where you're going to go, making sure that your car is full of gas, tires are safe, uh, windows can close. This is also a time where you may want to also include some emergency equipment in your car, in your trunk, extra blankets, extra water, maybe a first aid kit, maybe some protein bars, some snack, you know, things that where if you were to be stuck for a little bit, that you have um, something to keep you safe, warm, and nourished. You know, also a flashlight, those type of things. And I'm sure there's probably a whole bunch of other things, maybe some flares. I don't know. I'm not the expert in weather and preparation. I just know I'm familiarizing myself with things. So I'm raising awareness as I'm learning. And, you know, hey, would love to hear your comments and send your messages on this on this podcast because we want to include everything. And we'll probably do a part two on this with more details of this. But I got to get the, I got to get the expert. I got to get like a fire marshal or um, chief of police or someone from the weather, like the weather department or something to come and chat with us on here. But I can imagine there are quite a few things, you know, extra set of clothes, those type of things that you want to keep with you in your car for emergency situation. And please be decisive. Use all your available communications to gather information about what's going on. Um, Pay attention to the text messages, you know, as updates are being sent to and from your hospital before you go to work. Look at the weather, look at the road conditions, look at your hospital's website for any updates. Maybe there's a line you can call in to listen to messages and instructions about what's next, what's happening. And these messages should messages should repeat themselves. And if you're not accessing this information or getting it, know your chain of command so you can, the food chain, if you will, to figure out where these messages are and how you can get them so you have them. And I also have to say this, if at any time, you feel unsafe, do not go, do not leave, do not. Communicate to your facility what's going on, why you feel unsafe about going. Yeah, you don't even need to say why. They know it's inclement weather. Let them know that you can't make it. Now, I will say this. If everybody does that, nobody will get to work and the nurses that are there will be stranded, which isn't cool, isn't fair. Just be fair. You know, do your part. Don't put yourself in danger. Don't put your, you know, put your neck on the line and risk it all because your safety does come first. But by all means, if you can weather the storm, whether maybe it's not as bad, it's not comfortable to be in, right? We don't like it, but maybe it's not unsafe for you to go. Then, you know, please go to work. Please help your colleagues. Please help the community because in inclement weather like this, there's always people who are going to get sick. There's always going to get someone who gets hurt. And we do need good quality nurses out there to provide quality care. Just be aware of your hospital's communication system and tune into to those things because you don't want to find yourself traveling outside the house um, when there's a storm anticipated and then you find yourself in the storm. And unfortunately, like some people did in recent weeks in New York, they traveled out the house against advice or maybe they didn't know 
and they got stranded out in the snow and they died in their cars. Guys, we don't want that for anybody, not for anyone. And whether it's snow, rain, fiery conditions, smoke, we want you to be so careful of inclement weather because as healthcare providers, we are there to provide safety, can keep people healthy and well. And that starts with us. Okay. That starts with us. And it does require a level of curiosity, making sure you're getting the information, right? If you're not getting it, seeking it out um, and communicating and using good judgment, using good critical thinking. So these are emergencies, these are crises. And so we want everyone to be safe. And so when I had this experience with the rain, again, kudos to my nurses who work in the snow, because this ain't, I'm sure this little bit of rain, you probably look at it like, oh, and okay. But for us in California, Los Angeles, where it's normally sunny, whether we don't get this amount of downfall, um, there were mudslides, roads, like sinkholes, because we are just not accustomed to that type of weather. And I just, you know, I, I was just taken back from it. And so it really made me think like, what do people do when the weather is crazy like this inclement weather? How do people get to and from the hospital? Oh, which is another thing that I also wanted to mention um, before we close out this episode. So something else you need to know as a nurse is that you may be subject to delayed release. So Fortunately, because we, you know, improvements in weather technology, many inclement events um, such as hurricanes, snowstorms, and powerful storms can be anticipated and tracked. So healthcare facilities occasionally have time before the event to prepare. So this may mean that some essential medical and nursing staff will need to arrive early to ensure that they are on site when needed. About 31% of organizations compensate nurses for, for this time. It's usually straight pay though. Um, And then there's something called delayed release, which is a term for delaying the release of an employee at the end of the shift to keep them on site. So an example of this would be like, if there's a snowstorm that prevents the next shift from getting to the facility, the the original staff uh, would need to stay over and cover. Approximately 29% of organizations pay time and a half for that. 14% pay double. So like here in California, we do 12 hour shifts. Once you go over... The 12 hours, most places you go into double time. In some other places, I don't know where these places are, but other places they have other compensations type of play in place. I don't know. So check with your facility because you want to secure the bag. You want to make sure that your money's correct when it's calculating. So, and it's not all about the money, although money is very important to us, right? Um, when you are staying beyond the time of your initial commitment, um, you do want to know how much it is that you're getting compensated for. I'm going to be honest, some of that may influence whether people will want to work at a facility like that. And listen, nursing pay is all is hot stuff right now. Everybody's talking about it. Um, nurses aren't being compensated the way they, they should. Um, especially, And so we're already in stressful, understaffed, under-resourced situations. Now you take on that and you give me inclement weather. Baby, I'm going to need, I'm going to need these coins to add up. Just going to need it to add up. And I said it because you were thinking it. So don't sit here and say, oh, Nurse Alice is greedy. She's always about the money. No, I'm not. I'm not. Although I do like to be compensated. Just wanted y'all to be aware of that. In inclement weather, you may get held over. Know what that compensation looks like and what the expectations are. In some places, you might have to spend the night. If you are held over, where's your sleep space? 
What's required? What are you going to do with your kids? Those type of things. Do I bring my kids with me to work? Some places you do. So fortunately, we've not had those type of situations here in California because we our weather is a little different. We have fire season and earthquake season for the most part. This rain was just out of left field. But um, in places where it snows, hurricanes, floods like that, I imagine the hospitals and the healthcare workers out there are more familiar with those um, policies. But if you're not, this is a great opportunity to look at them, learn them, so you can be better prepared, know how to handle them, and also be safe. We want you to be safe. That's really what this whole podcast is all about. It's about safety. Because listen, I've, I literally legit felt unsafe when I was driving to work. I still continued. I kept on my path, uh, got to work. On the way home, I was only rerouted twice. But the fact is, it was, there were still plenty of floods on the roads, tons of potholes. There were areas where roads were given out. It was really scary. Um, fortunately, I was in an area with mudslides. But it, you know, there are places like that where nurses have to travel to get to and from uh, work. So as a nurse, as a healthcare professional, as an aspiring nurse, nursing student, these are things that we need to know because in healthcare, it's more than just providing care, baby. We got to get to we got to get to work. How are we going to get to work in inclement weather? And if I'm at work, how do I get home? And what do I do? Listen, that's a whole nother episode about what to do in inclement weather while you're at the hospital. I haven't had that situation. That's a story. You know, that's a, that's an episode where I got to bring a nurse on who's actually lived has a lived experience of like a a flood in the hospital and things like that, which I know many of you guys have those stories. So, hey, you know what? Better yet, how about if you're a nurse who has that kind of story that you let us know so we can have you on the podcast, you can uh, actually send us a question or send us a voicemail on it. Love to hear from you Um, or a text message. You can contact us at 725-910-9676. Again, that number, if you have a question that you'd like to submit to the podcast, or if you have a topic or would like to be a guest on the show, again, call, text, or send a voicemail to 725-910-9676. We'd love to have you on. Um, That is the Ask Nurse Alice official podcast line. Um, And thanks so much to nurse.org for allowing us to have this podcast. They are such a great supporter and friend of nursing. They do such amazing things for us. And I really, really enjoy working with them as our chief nursing officer. This is amazing. Like I get to do this, y'all. I get to do this. So I love it. Thanks to nurse.org. Please make sure to follow them on social media. Also check out their website. Tons of great information there. There's also the nurse network. You can join that network and communicate and get some great information there. Um, And again, they're on all socials. And this podcast, I think this has been a good podcast. I don't know about you, but well, let me know what you think, right? So share the podcast with a friend, a classmate, a colleague, coworker, someone, um, and let us know what you think by leaving a rating review on your favorite podcast platform where you heard it. And um, that would mean so much to me. I'm Nurse Alice. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, guys, please make good choices, be kind to one another, and live well, my friends. Thanks for listening to Ask Nurse Alice. Visit nurse.org for nursing career, education, and community resources.